From Ben Franklin Studios in Queen Creek, Arizona, it's the Radio 201 Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Radio 201, the podcast from Benjamin Franklin High School. Today is the 23rd of March, 2022. Now, last month, my writing and publishing students talked to author Elliot Ackerman. Ackerman, a Purple Heart, co-authored the book 2034, a novel about the next world war. It's a disturbing story, really, because it seems less like fiction and more like the war we are witnessing in real time these days. This morning, Russia fired more missiles at Kyiv, destroying apartments and trying Russians to Russians are shelling with missiles Kyiv. So we had uh, missile strikes in yesterday. And around Kyiv over the last 24 hours, leaving more and more homes across the city like this one. For instance, the book opens on an incident in the South China Sea and it plunges us and the United States into what looks like World War Three. So I'm sitting there and I've got a blank piece of paper and I know I've got a book I gotta write and the book is sort of about, it's gonna be about, you know, I, I know in my mind there's gonna be this incident, it's gonna be at sea, I know it's gonna lead to this, you know, so I know, I know the direction the whole book is going. But wait, this is also and China has started conducting a military exercise in the South China Sea. Now, Elliot Ackerman does military. have a fascinating story to tell. And by the way, you can find it serialized in an earlier edition of Wired magazine if you don't want to get the book. Now, one of the things he did tell us, which I found was really interesting, is that he uses his experience to dredge up or to find creativity. And he calls this his flints. He was practically waving his hands, pretending like he had these two flints and he wants to start a fire using these flints carrying around. And he said, when the moment comes, you finally get the fire going and boom, the ideas start to flow. So I was a Marine for many years and I did, you know, when I, one, of my deploy, one of my earlier deployments I did as a Marine was I was stationed aboard the USS Iwo Jima for six months. So I've, I've been to sea. So about 10 days ago, as the invasion of Ukraine began escalating with the bombing of maternity wards and civilian deaths and more than a million refugees. At, at the time of recording this, right now, I think we're up to about three million refugees. I got my students at that time to consider what war means, not just for people over there in Russia and Ukraine, but for us as writers, as students, as media consumers. We are no longer those bystanders watching a traffic pile up in the opposite yes, lane. Yes, at five o'clock there was a huge blast, just huge explosions, and the the, the walls of our house were shaking. So we've and, been uh, listening we to radio, that's radio out of Ukraine. We're also reading about Ukraine through writers. There's one writer we've been particularly paying attention to, and we're trying to see if we can have a conversation with her in the next few weeks. So in this podcast, you'll hear from students and why history is not just events and timestamps or statistics. To get started, I had my students read a backgrounder to the geopolitics of Ukraine, the origins of NATO and its uh, Russian stance. And I realize now, even while I'm saying this on a podcast, that words matter. The phrase Russia stance I just used one sentence ago carries its own agenda. I could have, I suppose, referred to 
it as NATO's Soviet problem or NATO's concern about Russian aggression. The point here is that words matter, and I wanted my students to tread carefully too. Now, how do I do this? I started with documents. Now, the documents my students read, I downloaded from Brown University. It's called the Choices Program. It's really an amazing a wealth of information for teaching with the news. One particular unit was about analyzing a series of political cartoons about Ukraine and Russia. How do political cartoonists, for example, use words and images to convey a point of view, they asked. And uh, we were pointed to techniques that are used in cartoons such as labels and symbolism, analogy, irony, exaggeration, and stereotyping. Now, I don't know whether you've been paying attention to political cartoons, but they're really pretty interesting. Political cartoons uh, during war times have a rich history. Even during World War One and World War Two, were often drawn to the war effort and sometimes recruited by the war effort. To our nation's call, every rubber ball goes to conquer freedom's Freedom That was a Daffy Duck cartoon from 1943. For example, Dr. Seuss, he worked for the U.S. Army's animation unit. I guess not many people knew that. The British cartoon, uh, for example, with the term Loose Talk Costs Lives, was produced by a cartoonist for Punch magazine. There's an interesting kind of backstory to how cartoons have been used uh, both for propaganda and for information and for, I guess, giving people a story in a condensed form. It really is something when you think about it because cartoonists, like writers, are also journalists. Well, storytellers of a different caliber. To tell their story, they must pack meaning into the constraints of a rectangle. No different, I would say, from how writers have constraints too. Word count, for example. A writer's quote-unquote rectangle is what we now call a column. What I'm getting at is that storycraft can be approached in many ways. There are words, there are images, there are not paragraphs, headlines, symbols, metaphors, quotes, thought bubbles, you name it, and the list goes on. Now, this is just approaching communication and information during war from one facet of life, which is cartoons. But it's an interesting one. I think it, it brings up a lot of conversations. Now, I honestly don't know enough about political cartoons, hence the discussion that I open in class, like my students. I too have a lot to learn. And really, that's how I approach my lesson plans. And with that, we come to an end of an interesting podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in and for downloading or streaming this podcast. This is your host, Angelo Fernando, signing off. Thank you for listening to Radio 201. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
tin cans, pails, nails, empty gales, fats, hats, rubber mats, missing links, kitchen sinks, garbage cans, electric fans, rubber boots, bathing suits, reels, wheels, run down heels, beds, springs, pips and rings, metal shears, old tin ears. We have to do something. We cannot just say we are Ukraine FM and we are playing only Ukrainian music. Ukraine FM. Radio. Nacionalnego Sprotevo. Oh, not, not, not now. You should, you should make your stance public and your attitude public. That's the general idea. Pozolotych twoich. 